Welcome to A Month with Matthew in Croatia. I'm writer Matthew Felix, and I needed to get away for a while to figure out what was next for me. And this is what happened when I did. These are travel anecdotes, stories, and ruminations from my month in a small island village in Croatia. From the characters I met to the experiences I had, some funny, some frustrating, to the thoughts, memories, and emotions that came up for me during my solo retreat in the seaside village in Croatia. Took me a few days, but here is the routine that has sort of fallen into place after some experimentation and getting settled and figuring out what works and learning the town and learning this house and and sort of everything that goes into having a routine. I try to wake up at 7.30, which for most people I realize is completely normal, particularly if you have a 9-to-5 job. But for me, is about two hours earlier than I normally wake up. Because I normally stay up till 2 or 3. I get so much done from like 11 p.m. until 2 or 3 a.m. It's quiet. You know, I'm by myself. No one's emailing. No one's calling. So for me, that's a really productive time. And since I don't have to get up and go into an office, that works for me. Then I sleep till, like I said, 9, 9.30. Here, though, in Croatia, the, the mornings here are just so tranquil and so quiet, you know, that that takes quite a while because everyone here is presumably on vacation except for the people who live here, obviously. So the town takes, and there aren't many people, it's a very, very small village. And so it takes a while for the town to wake up. So when I get to the cafe where I go every day and I have my specific table, uh, you know, there's almost no one out. It's quiet except for the cicadas and the occasional cars going by and Usually I'm one of the first people at the cafe, and then over the two or three hours that follows, you know, people generally show or gradually show up. And it's just such a productive, peaceful, inspiring time. And so, so much so that, I mean, for me to get up at 7.30, because a lot of times I still go to bed at 2. So sometimes I'm, you know, I'm forcing myself to get five, five and a half hours of sleep just because I, I so want that time. And then, you know, I'll just take a a nap later in the day or at the beach or what have you. Anyway, so then I, um, then I go, then I come back home. I eat lunch. I work for another couple of hours until about two or two 30. And then for fear of missing out on the peak of the heat and the sun in the afternoon, I stop everything and I head to the beach. I don't spend too long at the beach because as I, probably said elsewhere. I'm not I'm not really a beach person. I don't need to go spend four or five or six hours or whatever it is just lying there, even if it means reading a book or whatever. I just never mind the effects of the sun and trying to escape the sun. So but I do love I do love being in the water. I love snorkeling. I love the waves and you know especially here the water's so warm. So I love that. So I go, I lie there for a little bit, 20, 30 minutes, get heated up. Then I go snorkel for about a half an hour. Then I come back and chill out for another 15 or 20 minutes. And then I come back. Then I usually have to take a nap because I'm exhausted from swimming and from the sun and from working all morning and maybe not getting much sleep. And after a couple of hours of that, I work a little bit more. And then it's around, say, 7.30 or 8. Just like the morning, I can't, just the, the thought of missing the evening, you know, nightfall here. It is so beautiful. It is so inspiring. And again, everyone's sort of relaxed. Things are calming down. You know, the day's coming to a close. Temperature's cooled off. It's an, it's just a 
sultry, just wonderful, wonderful time to be out and just everything feels so good. So what I normally do is, I mean, the air, the, you know, the breeze, like I said. So what I normally do is I take a little walk and I look at the people who are eating dinner and, you know, doing whatever it is that they're doing. And then, cause usually the restaurants are full that time, even though I haven't eaten in a restaurant a single time here. Uh, but then I go in the opposite direction of where I normally go when I'm going to the beach. And I find there are a couple different places where I climb down onto the rocks and I just sit and I watch the sun go down. You can't actually see the sun because the island blocks it. But, you know, I watch the the sky changing colors and I sit right at the water's edge, you know, on rocks that are just a little above it. The water just lapping against the rocks, the shore. And a lot of times I meditate you know, consciously, or I just get meditative because it's so relaxing to be there. There's no one else around. Once in a while, a boat will go past. And it's just a magical, magical time of day that I can't stand the thought of missing, you know, by staying at home and, and working. So plus by that time, I'm usually ready just to uh, kind of need to take a walk to get my system going again and sort of wake myself up from my nap, from the relaxation that I've had after the beach. Then I turn around and I come back home and I work for the next three or four or five hours if I'm lucky, however productive I happen to be that night. And a lot of the times, I mean, part of the, initially there was, it was kind of a pain because the neighbor has the TV blaring until like 12 or 1. Hasn't been as bad lately, so I sit on, and plus I've sort of gotten used to it a little bit, depending on what I'm doing. If I really have to concentrate, the TV drives me crazy. If I'm doing something that's a little more administrative or just researching, just reading, online, then it doesn't bother me so much. But uh, I sit on my terrace and, you know, and I hear the the, the sounds of, of the town sort of slowly going to sleep, a dog barking occasionally. And then, you know, the, the stars start to light up the sky. And then I'm there in the pitch black, bats flying by, swallows first before the bats come out. And then the swallows turn turn the baton over to the bats. And I was I was sitting outside the other night in the middle of the night. I think it was a hawk, even though it was nighttime. It looked more like a hawk than an owl. But there's a power line that hangs over my terrace, and this hawk grabbed something out of the air, landed on the power line right in front of me, and ate its 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 bird. I think it was a bird that it caught right in front of me, which was just again magical. So then around, I was going to bed at two or three, still out of habit, but now I'm trying to make myself, since I'm getting up so much earlier, trying to force myself to go to bed at 1.30 so that I get at least six hours of sleep. Because we're, I don't do well on four or five hours, even though I was making myself do that when I first got here. So anyway, that is my routine. I've been so smitten with and taken by my morning routine at the cafe next to the marina. I didn't mention that, that it's, you know, my table's right next to the water. The water's just across the street, this one, you know, really narrow little street. Boats, and again, it's just it's just a, a perfect, beautiful setting. But I'm so taken by it, by my daily routine, that a couple days ago, I decided to write down my thoughts about it. And so I'm going to share them with you now. Not sure if this is a poem or an essay or somewhere in between. But I guess it doesn't really matter. But what does matter is it's the first creative writing I've done in forever. So that felt really good. So exquisite the morning. Ordinarily unthinkable, 
just four hours of sleep, groggy and eager, I spring from my bed. The path tossing me from side to side like the rising tide rocking boats in the marina, I work my way down the hill, past red-roofed stone houses, pines and cedars, vines and bougainvillea, to the cafe. It's not to beat the afternoon heat. I will bask in it. I will be face down in it, eye to eye with those all but immune to it. Later, I will shut the door, flip a switch, and be done with it. It's the sultry tranquility. It's the delight of a seaside village, a marina front cafe, if not all to myself, selfishly shared with so few. From my isolated table, the same as yesterday, the same as the day before, bees and bushes busy long before I join them, I watch. I listen. I revel in the seductive warmth. I welcome the caress of the soothing breeze. Cicadas as elemental as relentless, ripples as disturbing as picturesque, beauty in disruption. Voices murmur, motors purr, glasses clink and metal spoons chime. Swallows swoop and circle and cry out. I want to be that alive. A robust dark roast clarifies. It stimulates. Do I take the cup by the hand, or does the cup take mine? Courage and strength to make final steps I face with no small reluctance, ushered from a world with no rules, absent any limits, to one where I'm forced to reconcile myself with them. Or, instead, dare hope to overcome them. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and check out MatthewFelix.com for information about my books, other podcasts, and much more.